Welcome to the Live Race Free Podcast, episode number seven. If you haven't heard yet about this new organization coming out of the woodwork, don't move for a second. I'm going to read for you from their list of beliefs so you can decide if it's something you can get behind. All right, here we go. We work vigorously for freedom and justice for white people and by extension all people. We are unapologetically white in our positioning. In affirming white lives matter, we need not qualify our position. To love and desire freedom and justice for ourselves is a prerequisite for wanting the same for others. We see ourselves as part of the global white family. And we are aware of the different ways we are impacted or privileged as white people who exist in different parts of the world. We are guided by the fact that all white lives matter regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status, or location. We make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. We are self-reflective and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and up white, white, I'm sorry, uphold, uplift, excuse me, white trans folk, especially white trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. We build a space that affirms white women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments in which men are centered. We make our spaces family friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. We dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private even as, participate, even as they participate in public justice work. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. We foster a queer affirming network When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual, unless she slash he or they disclose otherwise. And there you have it. What do you think? Now, if you haven't guessed already, I'm being a tad bit facetious. I'm not starting a new organization. There is no new organization out there called White Lives Matter that I know of. But if this list of beliefs that I just read for you felt offensive or even felt racist, it's because it is. Oh, and by the way, every word except for one was quoted directly from the blacklivesmatter.com what we believe statements. And the only word I replaced was, you guessed it, black. My aim here is to give you something to think about. If what I just read felt racist because I was using the word white, what makes it not racist when using the word black? If the goal is better outcomes for black lives by fighting racism, can we reasonably expect to achieve that by being racist? If you're thinking it's not a fair comparison because of the history of slavery, think about this. If using racism is the right way to even the playing field, balance the scales of history, for example, ask yourself, where does it end? At what point do we know we've achieved equality? Is it 
you know, we claim that it's equal laws. Think back to civil rights, 1965, emancipation, obviously, 1865, um, equal access to positions of power. Think back to um, even the right after uh, the 1965, we had a huge influx of um, black politicians rising to ranks of authority in their cities, which was wonderful, absolutely necessary. 2008, election of President Barack Obama. <laughs> Barack Obama. Um, look around today, you have faces of mayors, police chiefs, district attorneys, school superintendents in cities across America. These are not even like positions of election. Um, just regular hiring positions even. And we and Blacks are in a lot of positions of power, which is exactly as things should be, um, along with every other uh, race out there. Um, look, look about athletics. You can look it up. Um, you know, the national leagues, basketball, football, baseball, not so much anymore. I think last year it was closer to like 30%, but now it's like down to maybe not last year, but in decades past, it was like, I think 30% black presence in the, in baseball. Now it's majority, um, uh, Latino and Hispanic backgrounds. Also wonderful. Um, NBA 75% leading black, black players are 75% represented in the NBA. And as far as I know, nobody's claiming that that is racist. Um, people are enjoying baseball, um, basketball. The reality is many of the disparities, and we could point to many uh, many more examples, but the reality is many of the disparities that we point to as proof of racism are more often than not involving Blacks on both sides, Black-owned banks turning down loans to Black applicants, Black police officers pulling over Black drivers, Black um, black bank managers calling the police on Black uh, customers. Um, black judges pronouncing sentences for black criminals, black Democrats pushing policies and programs that buy loyalty and pay back rotten results for black communities, black gang members and drug dealers murdering innocent black Americans in their own neighborhoods. Yet we continue to blame it all on racism. This isn't to say that blacks are the enemy, you know, obviously, I don't believe that, but it is to point out that if these things are true, then racism is not a satisfactory answer for the situation that Blacks are facing today. It's literally illogical. It's insufficient. So it's point out, obviously, that blaming racism does not make sense. It's to show that our understanding about what disparities actually demonstrate have real consequences. And we need to think about those things. We can't simply accept everything that's thrown at us. Okay, the final point. I want to refer back to the statements that uh, I opened with um, from the Black Lives Matter website with all the language in the statements about destroying the family, upholding sex homosexuality and transgenderism, reject rejecting fathers and fatherhood. Um, does this position, does this stance, do these things fix Black fatherlessness? Because if we're talking about Black Lives Matter, Black fatherlessness is one of the leading causes to so many of the just devastating statistics that we see. Um, I think it was Obama in his earlier years that was quoting, uh, that was outlining statistically how fatherlessness contributes to incarceration, um, drugs, poverty, and a lack of safety in our neighborhoods, in the neighborhoods um, through homicide. <sighs> 
Um, so we know this. We know this, you know, on both sides of the aisle, throughout science, throughout our studies. Everyone's very much aware of how fatherlessness, black fatherlessness is such a detriment. And yet very intentionally, very pointedly, very overtly, Black Lives Matter puts in their statements how they are trying to dismantle regular patriarchy, have no regard for um, the family structure. And in fact, the only mention of males at all in the statements are when they're talking about transgendered. How, how, does that, how does that help Black lives? Do they fix Black fatherlessness or do they amplify the effects of fatherlessness? These are not minor points of the BLM organization. They are the major points. It's critically important that believers be bold in not compromising. Black Lives Matter values unequivocally, Black Lives Matter's values unequivocally contradict biblical values. They are not your only option. If you are out there, you want to make change happen, you want to stand up for Black lives and Black voices, you can do that. Black Lives Matter is not the only option out there. So let's look at the real issues and work to improve them directly. So I've said before, I would absolutely not ever support the Black Lives Matter organization in any way, shape, or form if I can avoid it, whether it's financial or through social media. If you do, I'm, you know, I'm not mad at you, but I do want to strongly encourage you to rethink your decision too. Listen, if you cared about Black lives before George Floyd and before Trayvon Martin and before everything became really big on, on popular news and everything, there's no need to succumb to the social pressure now of making a statement about it. Be authentic. Be consistent. We're ultimately, as believers, we're ultimately accountable to God alone in the end. That said, here are the top issues facing Black lives today. Their homicide, their fatherlessness, their lack of, public, of school choice, um, which result in low math and reasoning skills and, you know, have this domino effect of fewer job prospects, et cetera. Um, and then the biggest one, highly controversial, extremely important to talk about, abortion. Um, so rather than diving into everything in major detail, I'm going to direct you to liveracefree.com. Um, we're working on putting together a nice hard list of um, organizations that you can work with that are already doing work in these areas to help families and um, communities that are uh, hardest hit. And um, But right now I'm just going to give you a list of ideas that you can implement yourself locally right now today um, um, to, to, you know, to this effort. So regarding abortion, um, and remember, these are all simple ideas. I hope that doesn't frustrate anyone making you feel like you need to do something big and dramatic. Um, you know, slow and steady wins the race. You know, put your effort into something long-term that you can really adopt and do for a long time because, you know, change happens slowly and, um, you know, affecting someone's life, um, involves getting involved and, and, um, so don't, don't be too frustrated about, um, things happening slowly. Okay. Abortion volunteer at a pregnancy center to help a mom consider alternatives to abortion. Most black lives today are being lost to abortion. They don't, the list, the abortion does not show up on a lot of lists of threats to black lives because, um, we like to frame the conversation as reproductive rights to the mother, which makes it seem as though the unborn babies don't exist or don't count. 
Um, Side note, it is interesting how caveats on what constitutes a human life, a valid human life, can reappear barely 160 years later in the very same land. Anyway, reach out to local adoption agencies to find out what it would take to get your church involved in adopting kids, um, starting a volunteer outreach program, or regularly donating supplies to a few local pregnancy centers. Um, find a local... Let's see, this one is about um, education. Find a local group or start one at your church that reads aloud to kids um, and or helps develop numeracy skills and drilling math basics. Now, reading aloud, guys, if you've never read Sarah McKenzie's Read, a, read Aloud Family, I would highly suggest going get that book. Um, reading aloud is like your, it is, it is such a critical ability that you offer your kids when you read out loud to them. And, um, you know, the, the, the suggestion is picture books, um, right from the beginning, regardless really of age, um, tapers off of course, as they get older, but, um, and transitions to chapter books, but the power of reading aloud to kids, having them sit next to you and, and look at the pictures, engage with the story, listening to the cadence and rhythm of your voice, listen to words that they're not familiar with and talking about that, um, you know, and not with a quiz at the end, not with any, anything, but just enjoying that time. It builds up a pathway to enjoying books and read and stories. And um, it is one of the best tools in the educational arsenal that you can offer a kid. So imagine doing that at your church, in your church program. Um, um, you know, if you wanted to get, partner with some people and start doing just a, a after school reading program where it's literally just like we sit down and we read. <laughs> That's what we do. Um, same idea with math doing drilling math facts and having fun with memorizing multiplication facts and practicing sums and additions. Super duper simple. Don't need a degree to do it. You just, you know, need to, it's just, you know, you need to set it up and get comfortable with, um, you know, the long-term play. All right. Um, but these things are huge. Proficiency in phonics-based reading and facility with numbers are totally foundational to success in school. And these are the two areas that are famous failures for inner city public schools. Simple act, big difference. More on education, advocate for school choice. School voucher programs that give a voice to poor single moms and poor black families um, who are stuck with failing public schools. That's it. We talk about injustice. Um, Study after study show that charter schools and voucher programs not only produce high-performing students, but also reduce the rate, especially in the long-term studies where they get to go to these schools um, and hopefully graduate from them, you know, going from an earlier age. Um, they also reduce the rate of pregnancy and incarceration for the kids that attend, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, okay, switching to prison. Find a local group or start one at your church that reaches out to um, the young Black population in prisons um, near you that are due to be released in a year or less and build relationships, do a mentorship program um, involving biblical values. Testimony after testimony of black you know, leaders today who, who actually do dare to show how they came out of poverty, credit and understanding of biblical values as a critical factor in turning their lives around. Not something you hear in this conversation a lot, is it? Huge factor. And again, 
something that we can do here and now, you know, find out where are your detention centers, where do the kids go and, um, you know, dig in, get involved and uh, don't be shy about that. Um, in closing, I'll say this, this national conversation, if we can call it that anymore, um, has become vitriolic, logically decrepit and emotionally explosive. My encouragement to everyone and what keeps me sane and keeps me focused is keep reading the Bible. Keep caring about people. Remember that, but for the grace of the Father in heaven, every single one of us, myself included, are capable of the ugliest evils. With, hum with humility, we can open our eyes to the opportunities to serve the neediest around us, even if it doesn't come up um, with, you know, you know, today it's just with our social media world, you know, I think that we're kind of putting pressure on people to win social points. So, you know, everything I'm talking about is not necessarily something that's going to, that you can, you know, I, I don't know, you can do whatever you want on social media. But um, the point is, like, you seem to gain points when you put a black square in your social media profile. Um, and that might win you points for a little bit, but I don't know if it's really changing anybody's lives. Um, but you can, when you look at what's really happening and go and meet those things, we don't need politicians to fix life for us. We don't need necessarily all this legislation. There are so many examples, um, from like the early 1800s, I'm sorry, the early 1900s, this past century of groups that were marginalized, that came out of that marginalization through economics, academics, persistence, and values. Um, I'll, I'll share some more of that stuff, but um, don't rely on the government necessarily to bring about the change that um, that we're supposed to be involved in pers with personally. So keep your attention on what really will truly matter in the end. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Live Race Free podcast. I hope that you were inspired to think a little differently about the topics we've discussed to engage and share your thoughts. For more content on this topic, visit our website at liveracefree.com where you can find resources to learn more, books about by the authors I mentioned, and access the Live Race Free playlist on YouTube. Make sure you don't miss an episode by putting in your email address at liveracefree.com. Till next time, this is Deladam Ruer with Live Race Free.